Well, good evening, everyone. We're glad that you're here. Uh, we just want to uh, say welcome and uh, thank you for coming and spending your Christmas Eve with us. Uh, we're going to have some good time uh, just worshiping and fellowshipping, and uh, our kids are going to start us off uh, this evening. And so uh, let's enjoy this together as they sing.
Good job, kiddos. Thank you so much for leading us. I want to welcome you to Christmas Eve at Faith Bible Church. We are really overjoyed to have you here with us. This is our third of three services, uh, and it's just been a great day here uh, on Christmas Eve 2018, celebrating uh, the birth of Jesus together. Tonight's service follows an English tradition that's commonly referred to as the Festival of Nine Lessons and Carols. The Lessons and Carols format was created in 1880 uh, by an Anglican bishop named E.W. Benson. He was a bishop in the town of Truro in far western England, and rumor has it that he instituted this service on Christmas Eve to get the men out of the pubs and into the church and, and, with, your, and with their families. Uh, the service was then popularized a little bit later on by the King's College Choir at Cambridge University. They first performed uh, the service in 1918, so this marks uh, 100 years uh, for them to do what's typically called Christmas at King's. Uh, and if you're familiar with it, it's been broadcast by the BBC since 1930, and you've probably seen it on public television uh, in recent years as well. What it has, what, we, what you're going to be um, observing and experiencing tonight, are nine fixed readings. These readings trace the redemptive historical narrative of Scripture, uh, and then these readings are surrounded by hymns and, and other associated special music. So we hope your holiday is blessed by Faith Bible Church's version of the nine, uh, festival of nine lessons in carols. Thanks for being here with us tonight. The story of redemption, or rather the story of Christmas, begins all the way back in the Garden of Eden. Uh, Adam and Eve were created there by God to, to live in the garden and fellowship with Him. Uh, but they sinned against God and ate of the, the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, at that time, God established a, a Redeemer to come, uh, a Savior to come, to redeem mankind who'd fallen. We read about this back in Genesis chapter 3, and I like to call this Christmas in the Garden of Eden. It says, and they, that is Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me. She gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel."
In the book of Genesis, God's uh, plan of redemption narrows as we find out that this coming Savior will be a descendant of Abraham. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and not withheld your son, your only son. I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Hear the angels sing, there's hope for everyone to announce our King. There's hope for everyone, what good news they bring. There's hope for everyone, angels sing, there's hope for everyone. They came from afar, there's hope for everyone. Wise men sought a star, there's hope for everyone. Shepherds heard the choir, there's hope for everyone. From afar, there's hope for everyone. We are waiting on a promise for the one who lights the darkness. Bending low to be among us. Bring your glory in the highest. Jesus, come let us adore. There's hope for everyone on the manger floor. There's hope for everyone. What are you Glory. 
the 8th century BC was the golden age of the Hebrew prophets, and the two greatest writing prophets are Isaiah and Micah. And Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 7 tells us about a virgin birth, and Micah in Micah 5 tells us about a village birth. And we read in Isaiah 9, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness on them has light shone. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And then Micah tells us the place where this Redeemer will be born. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand apart and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth.
The story continues in the New Testament in the Gospel of Luke in the first chapter. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You will call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap in sleep? Whom angels greet with anthem sweet while shepherds watch our keeping. This, this is Christ the King. Whom shepherds, God, and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring in blood the babe, the son of Mary. So of Luke chapter 2 verses 1 to 7 may be the most familiar words in all the world, certainly the most familiar story. 
In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration before Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Shepherds, why this truth?
Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we've seen his star in the east, and we've come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I invite you to stand and let's sing this together. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come.
Well, the Gospel of John takes us all the way back to eternity past to tell us about um, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and to his own people, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. The Word became flesh and dwelled among us. We beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Yes. 
Sing this out, Silent Night.
just your voices now. In Christmas is the season of lights, and I love to see the lights everywhere, and I know you do as well. Um, I don't put any lights up at my house, but I love to see everybody else do it, so it's, uh, it's enjoyable. I was uh, returning from Houston about uh, two weeks ago at 9 p.m., and I guess I hadn't been in a plane uh, flying into Oklahoma City around Christmas time in a long time, maybe if ever. And as we approached our landing, I looked down upon the city, and it was more beautiful than I've ever seen it before. Uh, the landscape was lit up with beautiful glowing lights, all the lights of Christmas. And I was reminded that the lights of Christmas aren't just decorations, but they're declarations. Uh, they're declarations of who Jesus is and what He's come to do. Uh, Christmas is the season of lights because Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Uh, so many of the Christmas scriptures reference light. We've read many of them tonight. Isaiah chapter 9 said, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Luke chapter 1, it says, the, save, the, the sunrise from on high will visit us. We get to the Christmas story itself. You remember the, the, the light, the glory of God that shone around the shepherds. There's the star that led the wise men to Bethlehem. And remember in Luke chapter 2, the old man Simeon, when he finally saw the Lord Jesus, the Savior, this little baby, he said, he's a light to the Gentiles. He's the glory of thy people, Israel. So many of our Christmas carols reference light. We've sung that tonight, Silent Night. The third verse says, Son of God loves pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face. O little town of Bethlehem says, Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. And hark the herald angels sing. We sing those words, Hail the Son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. We hold these candles here together this evening to celebrate and confess together the coming of the true light into the world, the one who shines in the darkness. It's a story I like about a painter that painted a bleak picture of a winter scene. It depicted a storm sweeping across the countryside, and over there in the corner of the picture, there was a, a painting of a cabin, but it looked all dark and dead and hopeless. With one small stroke, the, the painter dramatically transformed the entire painting when he took the tip of his brush and dipped it in gold paint and just touched one window of the cabin, and the golden glow of that, of that light transformed the entire picture from a coldless invitation to an invitation to come in, uh, from a picture of death to life, from a, a picture of gloom to one of gladness. And that's what the light of Jesus Christ does for us. He comes and shines uh, into our darkness. 
And Jesus wants to paint every person here tonight. He wants to paint our lives with the golden glow of His love and His mercy and His hope and His forgiveness. Well, if you'll, if you'll open your life to Him, He'll light up your heart and He'll light up your home. It's an old saying I love this time of year. Christ could be born a thousand times in Bethlehem, but it's vain unless Christ is born in me. And Christ is born in us through faith and through trust in Him. And if you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, that's what you need to do tonight. You need to give up hope in yourself. You need to trust in Jesus Christ and believe in Him and receive Him uh, to be your Savior from sin. And when you do that, He will be born in you. Let's pray together. Father, we've gathered here tonight as your people, as those you've called out of darkness into your marvelous light. We pray that you will receive our heartfelt worship for our Savior and your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who stepped out of eternity into time and came down to be one of us, that he might die for us and give us hope and forgiveness and eternal life. Father, we pray that this service here tonight, our time together, would be a fragrant aroma of worship to you, that we lift up to you as we exalt the, the name and the glory of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for him. Thank you for that indescribable gift. May his name be praised forever. Amen. Amen. I invite you to stand and let's sing together as we close this evening, Joy to the World. Amen. Well, thank you all so much for coming and spending this Christmas Eve with us here at Faith Bible Church. We appreciate so much your presence here with us. As we leave here this evening, if you'll extinguish your candles and I'll leave them out in the foyer, we'll appreciate that. But from, uh, from our family to yours, God bless you all and Merry Christmas. Amen.